Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Twists and Tales. Here with me today is... Sam. And Chris. And, of course, me. And now, today, for this episode, we are going to jump into the future, put on our rig, and grab the nearest plasma cutter, because you got to cut the limbs <laughs> on this episode, Dead Space. Uh, we're taking a travel to Dead Space today. Um, we wanted to get this episode recorded. We uh, it should come out. It should come out bef maybe before the remaster is done. But we picked this game up because we heard there was a remaster coming. So we wanted to go back and play the original. And the three of us sat and uh, over the span of what two nights? I think we ended it two nights. Yeah. Like like what like three or four hours the first night, and then we binged it for like eight or seven or eight hours the second night. Yeah. Oh, it was a freaking good time. Uh, the re initial release date for the remake is supposed to be the twenty seventh of January. So it's gonna be right around the corner, unless you're listening to this in the far distant future and you've only refound the technology to listen to podcasts. <laughs> refound. Congratulations, <laughs> and I hope you avoid nuclear poisoning. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Well, yeah. And necromorphs before that part of the future. <laughs> yeah. uh, those things. Uh. But to start us off in this, uh, we get set up in the year of twenty-five oh eight. I believe, and we play as Isaac Clark, a engineer who's off to try to save his girlfriend after the ship USG Ishimura has gone dark. Uh, what was uh, everyone's thoughts on the game? I thought it was good. Um, I played it when it originally came out in two thousand and eight. I did not. Um, so that was the year I, I played it. The summer, the summer after I graduated, I remember distinctly. Um, it was, I think, my brother, my friends, at the time, my friends were all about first-person shooters, so they didn't want anything to do with it, so it was mainly just a me and my brother thing. And we'd just switch off, you know, I'd play for like an hour, and then he'd play for like an hour. Oh, yeah, heck it was, yeah. It was a great game. I loved it. It's so much fun, and especially at that time, because there was just, it felt like there was just a glut of first-person shooters, and we hadn't had a, what I would consider a really good horror action game since like RE4 and that had been I think four years before at that time. I think yeah sounds about right. So I was super stoked to play this. I didn't play it much because at this time I was still getting used to playing like 3D games because I did 2D for forever. So I spent most of the time watching my bu uh, buddy Josh go through it and it was so cool like the atmosphere they got it, it still to this day feels very much like if you took the movie Aliens and Event Horizon and just like mash fucked them together and this is the, the thing you get. Uh, what were your thoughts, Sam? On the game? Well, yeah, either that or the, <laughs> the thing I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he distracted me with his hand movements over there. It's a, it's a little lost. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, for its time, it's a really good game. I never played it when it first came out because 2008, you said? 2008. Uh, I don't know if we had an Xbox at that point, so I don't think we would have been able to play it. I would have had to play it at someone else's house, but I'm a big scaredy bitch when it comes to scary games, so <laughs> it w I can watch scary movies all day, any day, but scary games, being in it, I can't do it at all, by myself at least, so I had to have somebody there with me. 
it's pretty rough and I think that's the best way to experience these is having like a buddy system going mm -hmm. on to where you could pass it off if it gets to be too intense or too frustrating yeah. whichever the case may be like what we did when we played it well we also did it to when we died too I guess died and certain save points because there are certain parts of the game where save points seem to be you'd save it you'd save at one point walk 15 steps and there'd be another one that's yeah. what it, it Certain certain points of the game, because then you'd have other points of the game where it feels like you've been playing for six hours and haven't seen a single save point. Yeah, I mean yeah, even really weird. even for the time, the graphics and stuff were still pretty good. Yeah, it's oh. aged pretty oh, yeah. damn well. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, yeah, the opening screen, could, the opening like loading screen could be better. I mean, but that was it's to that game, so you know what I mean. A lot of them are now are more. Yeah, more detailed and stuff. And I, the new one probably is going to be very detailed. And it looks a lot darker, the new one coming out. Sure does. Even though it is dark in the original game, but it seems like more dark, more grotesque than what it is. Kinda, yes. The new one seems uh, to go along with like the scorn grossness that they have in scorn. Yeah, it, that's a fairly good point, now that I think of it. Which, kinda, which makes a lot of sense, because a lot of their... Um, Inspiration for the art design on Scorn was, you know, H.R. Uh, Geiger, Geiger mm -hmm. however that's being pronounced. And uh, also, there's Polish artist, I always forget how to pronounce his name because it is crazy. But he, if I ever get the chance to show you, this guy has amazing uh, painted portraits and he even did some uh, pen and ink stuff as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, considering that H.R. Geiger, Geiger uh, was a main inspiration for the original Dead Space. It's a pretty solid connection. Yeah. That's, that's what I noticed in the trailer, so I'm kind of excited to see it. Because we'll, I'll probably play it, too. Oh, we'll so. play it. Yeah, we'll oh, play for it. sure. <laughs> It'll be another group night. Probably chances there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it comes out pretty quick, so next month. Correct. At the time of this recording, next month. At the time of this recording. Yeah. Um, also, we were talking about um, FPSs at the time. You know, this is 2008, so, you know, Call of Duty is in full fucking swing and I did play my fair share of that you know with my friends I am terrible at them utterly utterly terrible at first person shooters did I try at least um but that was the big thing you know you know with Xbox 360 playing online playing with your friends from you know across the across your town across the state across the country it was just it was the big thing so that's what everybody was doing I played Call of Duty a little bit because I had friends or boyfriends that had friends that played it and we'd play like with together or whatever but it was never really my thing I like zombies the best zombie mode is the, is that's the best that's the only thing I like just killing some Nazi zombies especially in uh, World at War that was the original zombies and just killing Nazi zombies in that small Black Ops 2 is my favorite house. zombies Black yeah. Ops, yeah that's my favorite zombies I'm pretty sure to this day uh, zombie mode is the only Call of Duty I play well I played like we I played a little bit in like the online a bit. I mean, we played online with with other friends, but I one Call of Duty is way too toxic. Oh, for sure. I can't do that shit. <laughs> I'd get mad immediately and go off on somebody. That's why I don't like playing online with other friends. Yeah, yeah. It, so yeah, it's uh, it's a bad place. I did. I, you know, I had uh, I had one friend break one of our controllers over a game of. An online game of COD. Wow. Damn. I was, he, made, he bought us a new one, but... Wow. That's stupid. 
I mean, you can't play safe. I guess you can't say Markiplier has raged and broken a controller. That was at I Am Bread. It was deserving. And then told the next, <laughs> and then told the next controller he wouldn't break it unless it deserved to be broken. I will not break you unless you deserve to be broken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mark, yes. <laughs> you said it, not me. Uh, tasteful notes. Anyway. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, back to the OnlyFans? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so back to getting into some of the the nuts and bolts of this series. Uh, being set in the future as it is, uh, we get little uh, bits and pieces here that kind of allude to what life <coughs> in the broader uh, human civilization would be at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the ship that you're going to is called a planet cracker. The planet crackers were uh, invented to start strip mining entire planets because at this point Earth has already gone through several major conflicts due to just a complete lack of resources. We've, Which mm-hmm. kind of goes more into sort of a, I don't know about anti-consumer, but more environmentally conscious motif to the first game uh, because it's essentially a dystopian society that we live in and it's kind of uh, pointing a finger to this uh, rampant consumption Mm -hmm. that humanity has gotten to. That makes a fun little backdrop for this uh, visceral horror that you're about to enter. Mm -hmm. And I find that kind of funny, you know, to talk about consumerism, you know, people consuming things as what we do for our job. (laughs) Absolutely. This is stocking shelves so people can buy more shit. (laughs) And what's crazy is is I can, looking at games that have dystopian futures or whatever, America's already dystopian as it is. Just America, right? But I could see this kind of shit happening in the future. They're already talking about trying to get to the moon. They've been talking about it for how long? They're already talking about trying to get to Mars. There's another planet they saw somewhere that has... It's almost like Earth, but they can't get to it because it's too far away. Oh, Alpha Centauri? Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also heard that um, that might not be the next best guess, but they found they found another planet that may be even more suitable. Ooh. But the thing is, I guess it's um, the planet's stationary. It doesn't rotate like ours does. Oh, so it's constantly got one hot side, one cold side? Yeah, and so they say the strip all the way down, like, completely around the middle is, like, livable, but literally it's, like, burning hot on one side and sub-zero temperatures on the other side, but there's that, where the sides meet, is like, perfect. Yeah, this all the thin, way. sort of, like, yeah. inverse equatorial line. Yeah. That's really cool. That uh, More geek talk. I don't know if it'll be interesting, but I remember reading, like, the Star Wars books growing up, and there's uh, the planet where the, the Twi'leks come from. They're the blue, green, orange, or whatever aliens that have two head tails, mm-hmm. their planet is described as being the exact same thing. Oh! oh yeah. I didn't know that. One hot part, one cold part, and they all live in that thin strip that runs around it. I'm not sure if that got changed later on. But huh. That's cool! That's interesting. Yeah, I could just see, with how America, uh, the world is now with destroying the planet, not taking care of the planet, our icebergs are disappearing, the Antarctica ice is disappearing. I saw a picture recently of the difference in, like, what was it? 19... I don't know, the last, like, 20 years, something like that. Yeah, it was, like, I don't remember what year it was, but it was past where you could see the mountains behind the the, the, uh, the ice, but the ice is, like, here's the top of the mountain, the ice is up to here, right? 
And then recently, it's the ice is like just like if we get snow here. Oh jeez, it's gone so far down. Yeah, and that's like the the aerial views they've shown. It's like they show you one from like 1990, and they show you now, and it's like I think they said like 60 percent, something like that. Wow, that is some massive destruction. Where I can see, I can see it getting to the point where the icebergs and the ice melt so much that we either become like a water world, and like only places that are farther in, like us here in Iowa, aren't going to be really effective, because obviously oh, Florida's going to be gone, California's going to be gone, uh, parts of Texas will be gone, the connection to, uh, the, uh, I don't know if, would Mexico be completely gone at uh, that point? Central America would be gone, I yeah, the, yeah, probably that very southern portion and mm-hmm. Central America, yeah. I could see that, but there's a lot of mountainous ter- terrain yeah, there, so saying. it might be islands. Yeah, it could, <laughs> but like, I could see that happening because we don't take care of the fucking planet and we already have these scientists that are literally chaining themselves to building trying to get people to understand about climate change you know or burning themselves alive like that one guy did did you hear about that no I hadn't one of the scientists that. burned himself alive trying to get people's attention about climate change Jesus yeah trying to get people to understand that it's a real thing but you know people don't understand it or they don't care it's a real thing and the crazy thing is is um it is nurse earth's natural cycle to go hot and cold hot and cold hot and cold but we've successfully, as a species, sped that shit up real quick. a thousand times. Real quick. That's that's the that's the issue we're having is is it's gone from it's normal. It is a normal cycle, but it's happening too quickly for the planet, and that could yeah. cause major major issues, including pollution, air pollution. You know, cutting down rainforests, forests, all the forest fires we've had recently. <laughs> It's, we're going to get to that point where we either have to leave the planet and become like a dead space situation where we're in space or we're all going to fucking die. <laughs> yeah. We've kind of made this bed and I'm afraid to sleep in it. Yeah, I know. Well, luckily chances are it'll be after our lifetime, but that just leaves our kids open to... Our kids and our grandkids or whatever left to it. We're leaving our kids with great stuff, uh, you know? We learned from our parents. Ah, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> But yeah, so the the world it sets up does seem kind of believable when you, you take in just the massive threat we are to our own planet. Yeah. So along comes the planet crackers and uh, strip mining these planets. And one thing, I don't know if they really bring this out in the game, but if you watch the animated movie, uh, I want to say it was Downfall for Dead Space, they talk about, it's so weird, all these planets are just dead, nothing but... Dead space. <laughs> <laughs> just makes me think of that. That, <laughs> that Santa Claus movie that's come out this this year. It's, it's time for season's beatings. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. oh, gosh. I honestly kind of want to see it. I do, too. I like the actor that plays And that, that also kind of stems off of how humans are. Is we take something, we utilize it too much to the point where we destroy it, and then no matter what, even if we... Realize, hey, we destroyed our planet. Let's just go destroy other planets on top of it. Yeah, why? Why end a good thing? I right? mean, it was so easy the first time. Let's just go destroy this next planet and then have you know something happen because extraterrestrials have to be real with how big the universe is. Hmm, maybe Thanos had it right. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good thing when you start agreeing with Thanos. Yeah, that's that's usually uh, the twelve-step program to becoming a dictator tyrant. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. It's just like saying Putin is right. Don't do that. Putin, what yeah. a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> just, and 
makes me think of Dylan's name in Diablo 2. Oh, uh, Poop Fart? Uh, fart, no, fart, fart Poop. Fart and Poopin'. Fart and Poopin'? Fart and Poopin'. Fart and Poopin'. Oh, and Jesus. I didn't even with hear a U, correctly. With a U instead of two O's because poop's a bad word according to Diablo. <laughs> but not poopin'. Mm. But not poopin'. Got it, got it, got it, got it. And with that said earlier, though, that's like just dead space out here, this kind of ties into what's known as the Fermi Paradox, which is the fact that all the data does imply that there should be a fairly robust um, civilization of different sentient beings out there, but we find no traces of this. So that tends to lean to that we may be at the very end of a life cycle for the universe that all the other life forms have already gone their course and died out or something like that. Uh, Dead Space will later kind of insert the necromorphs themselves, specifically their fully matured form, the Brethren Moons, as being the cause of this. Because as we dig, dig further into the series, we find out that the markers are actually sort of like uh, starting points for these invasions, where they will uh, use electromagnetic fields to change uh, living tissue into necromorphs, but they wait until the most dominant sentient species reaches a certain technological level to take over. That's a lot of hand wavy plot stuff at that point. Oh, don't don't think about it too much. Get that voodoo stuff out. Aye. But back into the gameplay itself. Uh, once we get to the ship, we find things start getting really bad. We have a crash landing. And soon thereafter, we meet our first uh, necromorphs. Now, these things are pretty cool because, like I was saying, due to the, the way they've been written, is that they can, just by electromagnetic waves, essentially, over a great, uh, fairly big distances, they can start transforming living tissue into a hostile life form. So they're like macro-parasites that uh, form and convert everything around them to get to their final form. Mm. Mm, gross. <laughs> yeah, and these, especially the first first uh, couple forms that we run into in the gameplay, are in very reminiscent to another game that I, th I would love to play with you guys and maybe even do an episode on. But uh, the suffering. Oh right, and suffering. About, yeah, you talk about getting creeped out, honey. You'd love this game. Ooh. We'd have to watch it, play it at night, completely dark room. Hell yeah, great time. Especially some of the sound design for like the <sighs> slashers, weren't they? Or uh, slayers, slayers. You, I played this game by myself in a dark room, and you're in a pitch black because it's a prison. You're in a pitch, 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 pitch black. Pitch black environment, <laughs> a pitch black environment, and these slayers have blades for like the lower half of their legs and their their the lower half of their arms, and all of a sudden you're in this dark room walking on this hall you're walking on this dark hallway and all of a sudden you'll hear it. Dread. The dread build. Dread. And and the crazy thing is is you don't know where it's gonna where it's gonna attack you from because these like. You think it's gonna be on the floor, so your your flashlight's down. Austin, they'll come swinging down from the ceiling and hit you. It's oh, it's a terrifying game, terrifying. But that's what these first few kind of remind me of. Minus you know the bottom half being blades, but they have these giant blade like appendages on their on their arms, and they smack the shit out of you. Hell yeah! So and I really so sorry. That's why I really want to play Visage with you guys too. 
because there's a lot of dread envisage, you know? <laughs> is it palpable? It's palpable. <laughs> I mean, you don't get a gun like you like. Yeah, I do like my fuck-off gun. Yeah, you don't get a fuck-off gun. You have to just kind of survive. <laughs> but that's why I want to play that with you guys, too, is with lights off and everything. Hell yeah. yeah I'm yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down for it. I want to do it. I do want to do an episode on that because it'll be. I think it'll be a good episode. Good. So we have two possible ones coming up eventually, along with this. I gotta find the suffering first. Good luck. I know. I, I still have a copy of it. We might have to utilize you. <laughs> Is it on <laughs> Xbox 360? No, it's it's for the original Xbox. I have an old Xbox, and I think you guys do too, don't you? We have a 360. Oh, no. we have an, we have a PlayStation and an Xbox. Yeah, I've got an old school Xbox, and I should still have that game in you with the rest of my games. You are a fucking lucky man. <laughs> I, I didn't get very far into it, though. I, don't oh, know. I played the whole thing like twice. Nice. Don't worry about the second one. second one sucks. That's, the first one's a good one. That's what you were telling me. like, Because they changed it up completely. And there's it's, also, like, wasn't there something in there where you could fight one big boss, but then you would miss out on fighting another big boss? So you'd have to do another playthrough or something? I don't yeah. That was this. This almost coincided. I think this was we played that slightly before we played Dead Space, so or you slightly can, after. You can only play it on uh, the Xbox, the original Xbox. It isn't on anything. You can't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Well, it says here. Uh, that's not three sixty though. Never mind. Yeah, I think there's some PC emulators out there for it, but neither none of us have a PC worth uh, worth gaming going. On. Yeah, yeah, worth gaming. That sucks. Well, we'll get it figured out. Anyway, uh, back to being in the ship. All right, so we get separated. We also get introduced to the plasma cutter and the probably biggest like uh, mechanic for this game and for what it's known for. And also, they set you up the atmosphere of this game. Dread. <laughs> I wasn't going there, but the at- just the atmosphere. You you get the dark. You get the narrow tunnels and passageways. You get the the sound. The pipes running everywhere. You know the creaks and the noises. It's it's so immersive. Absolutely, at masterclass in uh, in setting up a, a good environment to really engross your players in an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. The blood everywhere. Really builds the dread. <laughs> yeah, the there it is. <laughs> really builds the dread. I thought you weren't going to say that. I did. I did. <laughs> wow. Deal with it. Testy. Uh, so yeah, this was the thing that I remember being the major selling point that is of the dismembering uh, feature. Yeah. And it is really fun because the first time I picked it up, I immediately was like, oh, headshot, headshot. I'm just keep shooting at this damn thing's face and it was doing no good. But on normal, I think it takes that those first few like two to three cuts if you go for the legs and arms and then you're done with the thing. And it was it was an awesome mechanic they introduced in that game. It's because and I think they did that kind of on purpose because of all the FPSs that were before it, they were like, people aren't going to expect this because they usually go body shots and head shots. We're going to throw it at them where they got to cut limbs off. And so I bet you there were so many people that did, had that bought the game because it looked cool, went into playing it like you would have been like, oh, no, no. why aren't you dying? <laughs> yeah. 
And it, it's a great way to kind of switch up that mold. Because uh, like you're saying with the SPSs, you get into sort of a rhythm of how to play a shooter. And so having to switch it up and almost be more strategic with how you use your gun is a, is a big big boost to it. And it kind of also helps differentiate it for from Resident Evil 4, which is like a major um, game changer as far as survival horror is concerned. Mm -hmm. Because as we saw when I played, I have, I am an, I'm an accurate <laughs> as, I don't know, what's something that's very inaccurate. An IQ test. There you there go. There you go. I like that. <laughs> I'll take it. That works well. I was going to say it's accurate as a Republican, but you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that works too. It's accurate as a Scientologist. Oh, brilliant thing to bring up because, <laughs> yeah. because this series also takes a few shots at Scientology with its uh, invented religion, the Church of Unitology. Uh, sounds familiar. Scientology and Unitology kind of goes together. Yeah, it really dovetails nicely. Yeah, it does, it does, it does, it does. And this ends up being more of a, a thing you'll come across in the second game where it's a, a lot more prominent and even is involved in like betraying Isaac at one point. So it's... Uh, it's a fun little thing to pop in there for people in the know about Scientology. And I don't know much about in general. I don't know much about Scientology, but I know a lot about cults, and that's a cult in the game for sure. And as you brought his name up, we're gonna. I'm gonna speak right now. This Isaac Clark is a fucking badass. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's quite on par with Doom Guy, <laughs> but he is pretty badass for the scenario he's in. For sure. And plus, you know that motherfucker never skips leg day. He could just bust off a fucking femur bone with yeah. one stomp. Mm, yeah. He does not skip leg day. <laughs> That's another thing. Um, I did, we did, like I said, we watched the first episode of uh, the Callisto Protocol. Oh, yeah. And the one point, because uh, Mark played uh, the all three other dead spaces. He played them all on his channel. And the one thing he loved was when Isaac would stomp. And so that doesn't happen in the Callisto Protocol. You do the stomp stomp mechanic, but no noises are made. So his editor (laughs) edited in Isaac's noises. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) So whenever he stomped. (laughs) That's so great. I love it on the second one how he just comes off a little more unhinged. Because if you do it like three or four times in a row, he'll start going like, Fuck! Well, yeah, I'd get madder and madder, too, as it's not stopping, right? So that makes sense. Absolutely. Yep. Especially with my... Oh, sorry. I was saying trying to kill something. Yeah. Especially with my luck, if I tried to break a box, I'd keep, like, not quite making it. Yeah. So I would literally be shutting along with side of it. Yep, yep, yeah, I agree. So we're in this a new, we're in this dark environment, moving through. We get split up. How do we get split up again? Was it... Uh, a lot of uh, it's because I think the controls were broken, or something on the diagnostics said that a certain thing needed to be fixed here. So Isaac, being the engineer, had to split off from the main group and do his job. Mm-hmm. And also, I had f- I had found and I mentioned to the guys before we started recording is um, I had read that there is only three instances in the entire game where um, Isaac is in the same vicinity as somebody else without having a divider between them. 
be a glass, a wall, a partition, a, a gap in the something like that. There's only three times in the entire game where he's like he could actually run up and touch somebody without having to go through a door or a wall or something. Mm. Yeah, it kind of adds to the that atmosphere of being isolated, <laughs> isolated separated. in space with yep. necromorphs, being close enough to another human being but not close enough to be able to actually physically touch them. Hmm. That would suck. That would suck a lot. And then Dead Space 3 kind of threw it all away. Uh, the developers even agreed it's one of their worst games. It is one of the worst Dead Space games. Uh, it's that stupid mandate of all games need to be multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, I hate it. I didn't even get past the first chapter mm. that one off I don't think I played it at all. I don't think. Yeah. I waited a long time and I still didn't like it. Because I think I, I don't think I've actually watched Mark play it either. I think it was one of those things where I turned it on at like the beginning of when I went to sleep and made made it like fifteen minutes into the first episode and was sleeping. Oh wow! <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't think I remember watching him play it either. But I know he doesn't like he doesn't like that one or Andromeda. He doesn't like that one either. Oh uh, yeah. Um, oh Mass Effect Mass Andromeda. Andromeda. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a disappointing outing. And yeah. he's yeah, so he's a huge Mass Effect fan. Oh, he, one of my favorites. He just doesn't like Andromeda. I really hope he plays the remake of Dead Space. I really hope he does. I think he will because he's a, it's one of his favorite games. Mm-hmm. And according to his friend, um, his Dead Space his <laughs> his Dead Space let's plays are some of the best let's plays he's seen on the internet. I can't. So. I haven't watched any of them. The Dead Space one's worth it, but I and the second one's not so bad. But yeah, the third. I, I guess I couldn't judge you on the third one because I've never. I don't think I've seen it at all. Fair enough. Honestly, even though we just recently played the first one, as soon as we finished, I went home and started playing the second one, and I forgot just how much I love that one. The second one better. Yeah, because there's there's just a few like quality of life changes to the the control layout and everything like that that just makes it a little better. No. Oh. So yeah, that one really holds up for me, and it even looks a little bit better than the first. Oh, so, <laughs> even after all this time, it's it's nice to look at. Yeah, hmm. I think it's on the Xbox if you wanted to play it. Yeah, if you you've got we have the all ultimate. three of them. We have all three of them. I think so, maybe. Yeah. Well, now I'll delete Dead Space Three. But anyway, so we're going. We're tr- trying to fix. Our main goal is to fix the ship. To see well, to see if the ship can be fixed. Because we crash landed into this, what we we're gonna figure out? Hellscape. Yeah. <laughs> Hellscape. Full of soft buttholes. Oh, so many soft. Oh my god. And wall buttholes, floor buttholes, ceiling buttholes. I thought they were soft assholes. Oh yeah, soft assholes. Oh, sorry, we were censoring, weren't we? Anyway, uh, and so of course, as we are going, there's the uh, the hanging mystery of what happened on the ship. Also. Will he find Nicole, uh, the his girlfriend that had been uh, working on the ship before it went silent? Girlfriend, wife. We th- I'm pretty sure it's his girlfriend. Is it girlfriend? I think girlfriend. I, I, I don't think they're be. married. I just think it's his girlfriend. There's something there, for sure. It's it's his uh, Princess Peach, or Toadstool. Shit. Uh no, it's Princess Peach. Okay, it's Peach. Yeah. It's his Princess Peach. Yeah. Boy, what a more what an interesting game Mario would be at if it came out. Like. Now I'm just imagining when it, when he takes up his helmet, it's just Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's an edit of that somewhere. How much uh, do I bet? Oh, 
now oh, I, God, I, hope so. I put it into the ether. It'll be there now. <laughs> <laughs> One way or another. Oh, that's like I think there's a... With Doom, they have a thing... Because Doom... Was it created by the same people? Or something? I don't remember. But Doom they guy. have... Huh? Doom guy. Yeah. But Doom guy is... There's a thing with Animal Crossing. With Animal Crossing characters, Isabel. She's a little dog. Like a little dog. Cute creature, right? And there's a, a comic somewhere where she goes into the... She's bored of being just nothing happening in Animal Crossing. So she goes somehow into the dead space world and she starts shooting all this shit up. And then there's another picture of the Doom guy goes into Animal Crossing and is just like, ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> I think Doom guy could use a day like that. Fuck. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta cut loose. Yeah. Gotta, gotta relax. Mm-hmm. Do some gardening. Maybe some fishing. <laughs> gardening, fishing, just some shopping. Some yeah, no shopping. big deal. Just swimming in the ocean. Great. Now I have this image of Doom Guy walking around like a mall with Prada bags. <laughs> oh, why, Brain? Why? You're welcome. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, anyway. Scrub that image from my brain. And. Uh. <laughs> A fun little thing that's pretty easy to miss is early on, I think it's in the first or first few at levels at some point, he passes like a vid screen and Nicole's face pops up on it, talking to him. So it kind of um, clues us in that even already the marker is having an effect on his his, uh, his mental state. So it's... Sets the tension, the dread, if you will. And see, that's the fun. The funny thing is, is like, um, I was a naive kid. You know, I would have been eighteen when I was playing this game for the first time. For some reason, in my brain, I'm like, she's she's alive, right? Like, we're gonna get to the. It's gonna be a nice, happy ending at the end of this game. You're gonna find her, and she's gonna be fine. And then, you know, we'll we'll get to that point. But as playing it the second time, it was it's so blatant where it's like. Like, you could even think she's simply just a figment of his imagination. Like, she's not real at all. Like, this marker has just tapped into something where it wants him to think that somebody loves him or he loves this person and needs to find this person. Yeah, just to keep going and mm-hmm. to make them whole again, mm-hmm. as it so were. You th- so you think they made him go that way or just he just go went crazy? Well, I- Nicole's an actual person, but I'm saying... Yeah, I, I know. But I'm saying, like... Did they show him images of, like, and made it seem like she was alive, so he would he'd do keep, something. Yeah, so he'd keep going. That's the whole, it was the whole point of getting glimpses of Nicole, is so he would keep going. But wasn't that image, the video, at- already attached in his program thing or whatever, in his helmet? Not the whole video. The video was edited down, remember? Uh, who edited it down? From what I'm guessing is that other gal did. Uh... Because when they talk about that again, she just tells him to watch the whole video. So, so he, I think he was in denial himself. So he wasn't watching? Either he never watched the whole video, or he... He, he watched it once through the whole time. And then blocked it out? Knew she was dead, but still wanted to... Wanted to cling wanted on to, to that. Cling on to the, well, maybe she's not. Yeah. Well, don't, a, don't you see it her actually getting killed, though? No, you just... You see her just... She just injects herself, right? Well, and then she kills it. herself. That's basically what she did. Yeah, yeah. 
watching it all the way through, you finally see her just kind of take what looks to be a syringe to her arm. That can't be good, but... No. But yeah, I, I always got the impression that he did he did know, but he refused to to deal with that. Just so he left was... himself in denial. And then yeah. being in that state, the marker would not help. Yeah. Mm. It, would, it would trigger that. And that's another effect the marker has on um, especially sentient creatures, is that uh, in the ones that are less intelligent or just kind of a standard intelligence, mm -hmm. it just triggers dementia, which we see time and time again as we walk through the halls of the Ishimura with uh, homicides, suicides, that, so much bloodshed. And that one freaky scene you walk in, it was that doctor. Isn't she like sawing or something at somebody on the table? And then she just turns to you and then goes right across her throat mm. and then drops. It's just because it's like, what the hell am I walking into? <laughs> <laughs> would that be dementia? Or would that just be... Losing her marbles. Influence. It'd be some kind of influence. Yeah, that would uh, that'd be... Because I would, especially if she was an actual doctor, I'd imagine that what it usually does for those people is it tries to get them to create markers mm -hmm. in some way or another, and that's something that's more from the sequel than anything. Um, but there's also the fact that these people probably have to be fighting what's going on inside their oh, head. Oh, yeah, I guess. To some extent. So. I mean, I guess if you get to a certain point, you're going to end up going crazy anyways after a certain point of seeing whatever bullshit is putting in your brain. The soft, you ass know. The soft assholes. <laughs> yeah, the soft assholes. And soft assholes. Also, seeing the carnage around you is not going to help your mental state either. Oh, no. For sure. You know, <laughs> so you have that on top of it filling your brain with bullshit. So, hmm. We're seeing all this carnage. We're going through, and pretty much the main goal, the main goal to the very beginning of the game is to get back off the ship get the ship moving, something along those lines. Well, first it's just to get the ship moving, see if we can get the main ship running. And then it forms to get the fuck off the ship. Yeah, once they see it's all all foobar all the yeah. way down. And this is when we, uh, at some point in time, they do, uh, isn't it, the hydroponics is first before the asteroid, right? Yeah, yeah. We have to they, deal with those Weezers or whatever. And get the get the air quality under control because the air quality is turning to shit. Yeah. Basically, them trying to even further increase the rate at which they're yeah. transforming which everyone. Which is it's very, very smart on the Necromorphs part. Yeah. They're definitely taking some of that intellect they're absorbing from all this biomatter, I think, in mm -hmm. some way. And... As we go along and we fight through all this, we later find out that Isaac was kind of duped by particularly Kendra, right? What's her name? It's Ken Kendra is the main dupey. Duper. Duper. <laughs> Duper. But uh, Hammond did have a role in it. And I think she made Isaac think for the longest time that Hammond, it was Hammond pulling the puppet strings. Yeah. She's just to, just to kind of cloak herself up until, obviously, the moment where we lose a certain member of the crew. But then, yeah, it's... Because it's, that's right when they're about to get off the ship is when it's it's revealed that uh, Kendra was the true soft asshole. Yes. <laughs> was she a soft asshole or just an asshole? I don't know. 
you know, I think she might be double platinum hard ass. Oh, honestly, the way she played double platinum. <laughs> Damn. Wow, that's a hard asshole. Hmm. But falling back a little bit, as we go through, we we meet some survivors, mainly through vid screens or on the other side of glass windows. Yeah. There's Doctor Mercer, who kind of started losing it in the movie prequel for this game, and accidentally ended up killing the captain after he completely lost his shit. Mm. Um, so he's trying to make up for it by finding a way to destroy this creature. And he thinks that, oh, we'll just stick the marker in it, that'll make it all go away. Mm -hmm. and it turns out that was not the best idea. Mm. Increased its strength, and Kendra takes him out. I also skipped the part where Hammond dies. I can't remember it very well. Oh, this is Okay, what happened is... Is once again you're face to face with somebody through a glass barrier, mm -hmm. and you're talking. You're talking to Hammond. Isaac and Hammond are talking, and there's like, "Okay, we're gonna meet here." And then, of course, it's always that game thing. The lights start flickering, and you hear a loud noise. And I think it's a brute, one of the big brutes. Oh yeah, the, the massive football uh, player necromorph things. Uh, yeah, it's exactly it's a brute. According to the necromorph uh, species list I have in front of me, <laughs> it's a brute. It's one of the one of the ones you can only shoot in the back. Yeah, you got to use your um, stasis gun. Stasis your stasis on to freeze it, so it's easy to get behind it. Um, but it comes from the doorway, smashes the shit out of Hammond. I think it might rip him apart, or is it just? I think it might just pound on him. I don't remember. I think it might have ripped off a leg or two. Or two. Hammond dies essentially brutally, and then the brute busts through the glass and then comes at you. You got to deal with the brute. And then, of course, you have to quick, quick mourn Hammond. Just quick, because, you know, we're in a horror game. So it's got to be, it's just like, rest in peace, dude. I got to go this way. <laughs> yep. Deuces. Deuces. So the goal end up, so the goal goes from getting the ship, getting the ship online to fly it, to fly it back. Because I guess that's what we were sent there to do, was find out what was going on and get the ship back. Goes to getting off the ship. Because the hellscape then goes to with the introduction of uh, Doctor Mercer. 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 To that goes when Doctor Mercer is telling Isaac that they need to put the marker back on the planet. So that's that's now the new goal for Isaac is to get find a way to get the marker back. And this is all working as you know Hammond dies. And we keep constantly losing contact with Kendra. We have no idea where she's at. She kind of peeks in here and there through radio static, which frustrating. <laughs> Very much so. And then you keep getting glimpses of Nicole here and there. Just keep going. I miss you. I love you. And it's this part uh, which Mercer dies is the first time we quote-unquote see Nicole in the flesh, isn't it? Because she helps us move the marker... Into the, the ship? No, that is... Cause yes, the, you're right, okay. you're right, you're right. She's helped, because she keeps on doing that. She, you need to make us whole. We need to be whole. Yeah, the very sus thing. <laughs> and you keep, and that's that's should be one of your first cues of the, she's not real. I'm seeing that. Isaac's seeing that shit. Like, There's a, such a disconnect with her behavior, too, because they, they don't embrace or anything on on that level. She's very distant, very focused on the marker and not Isaac. Mm -hmm. 
And also, too, it'd be nice if... Because she's so... Her demeanor's so neutral. Like, it's about the marker and that's it. Even if she had the slightest bit of emotion either way, like being happy to see Isaac or being scared to shit of what's going on in this this ship hellscape, it would have made it more more of a kind of a M. Night Shyamalan plot twist when we find out that she's dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. But here it, it kind of feeds us to us fairly yeah. quick yeah. just by all the things that just don't line up. Mm. Which I guess kind of works. It's like Chekhov's ghost girlfriend. You know, if it appears in the first uh, act, then it's going to try to kill you in the third. No, it doesn't work. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> she helps you in the third. She doesn't kill you in the third. I mean, it could try to kill you in the third. But. So we got the marker. We have the marker on the ship they were meaning to use to escape. So now it's kind of being in a counterproductive thing where they're flying to the hellscape planet that this all came from. <laughs> yeah. It makes a lot of game sense, but it doesn't make actual logic. It sure don't. Game logic. Game logic. And I guess before game this, Kendra completely shows her hand and is like, yeah, I was hired by the government. I was supposed to retrieve this the whole time. Sorry, buddy, you're going to die now. Not in that voice. But And then you use the ship's tractor beam or something? Yeah, because it, it has the... The ship has the ability to pull the for some reason pull the pod back I don't know why it would have that but sure game logic game logic um cause that's shortly after she shoots Mercer so she goes and she fl- she flies tries to fly away but then as you said the tractor beam brings her back and that's when she ends up crashing into the planet or landing at the planet for some reason cause we end up planet side to track her down yeah something like that I don't know how I don't know that's hazy on that was the most recent uh, thing we would have no. played and it's still hazy on how that works because how do we get planet side because I'm guessing we took another ship to get oh no because the, the ship comes back but she ejected the pod oh. out of the ship yeah okay. so the ship comes back we get on the ship and we take the ship down to the planet and and then of course brand new hellscape <laughs> yeah somehow managing to be worse than the previous one. And I got turned around, and especially that very first opening area, I got turned around and was just like, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? I think I wandered around there for like 20 minutes. Yeah, just kind of doing laps. Just doing laps, and I'm just like, oh yeah, this thing moves. That thing you should have known to move. Yeah. It's obvious, right? Got it eventually. (laughs) Got it eventually. I guess we didn't even talk about personal experiences in this one part, because before this, we meet your worst nemesis in the whole game, where we have to go through those, like, oh my bunker, uh, did we, did the we bedrooms. Have to, do we have to return to that? <laughs> Sometimes we gotta do touch we on trauma. To? <laughs> trauma! <laughs> okay. We touch on trauma a lot. There is, <laughs> there is a particular a particular necromorph that was, was it designed? It was made, wasn't it? Yeah, it was sort of, there's this one crazy-ass doctor Who's just gone full Looney Tunes, and he—I w- believe he was one of the unitologists—and he believes that this is ultimate convergence. We are being turned into a holier, greater form than ourselves. Uh. So he modifies a necromorph to be like a regenerator. Yeah. Regenerator. So movie. you can down it. Um, you can down it, taking off its limbs, and it's down for what, ten seconds. 
Uh, that sounds about right. And, th- and then it sprouts its limbs back and then it keeps attacking you. There's this section of the game where you got to use your kinesis to move things around. It's like wa- walls of beds or something like that. And you got to it's it's a puzzle and you got to navigate navigate your way through. We got to hit a lever or some shit. And then as soon as you hit that lever or that button, Mr. Hunter Man comes from the <laughs> fucking vents. And we discussed this earlier. I'm a horrible shot. And I think we had like so much ammo before. So, I, much. so much ammo before I started this part. And then so I proceed to I think I ended up having one clip left of the plasma cutter and that was it. And I'm talking we had the pulse rifle and the plasma cutter ready to go, ready ready to go. I had no ammo for nothing. I and then then you you have to deal with him as well as use your kinesis to move the walls back to get back to where you went. I just it's so mad. <laughs> I got so mad. Because <laughs> it all went to pot so quickly. Because what ended up happening is I almost made it out. I almost was fine. But the last wall wouldn't slide all the way because somebody's fucking torso was in the gap. And the game physics were working perfectly at just that right moment to where I couldn't slide it all the way because there was a body in the way. <laughs> You know, I wonder at what point, <laughs> Christopher, in that part, in that puzzle itself, should you have handed it off to Jake <laughs> so you wouldn't have lost all that ammo? <laughs> it was fine, though, because I died horribly, and then when Jake got the controller back, all the ammo was there, and then he had to figure out how to do it with the amount of ammo he had. And he did it. <laughs> yeah, we made it through. That's what counts. It was so bad, I had to get up and walk around. Lost <laughs> <laughs> some steam. It was, I was so frustrated. Because, literally, you, I, we were able to sit and watch it. As I was sliding the wall over, it would literally bounce off this torso. And I, th- there was nothing I could do! <laughs> <laughs> you could have moved the torso. It would have taken time! I had saying. none! I'm just saying. You and plus, I'm such a terrible shot. Jake can go in there and shoot limbs off this thing and drop it and have his free 10 seconds. I'm sitting there blowing a clip into it, and it's not doing nothing! Well. <laughs> Sorry. Frustration done a little bit. I we got back in that same headspace. We didn't talk about my butthole monster. Oh, what was your butthole? The, she fought the first big boss. Oh yeah, the yeah. first the the first soft butthole. Well, no, Dylan yeah. yelled at me about because he thought I was horrible. Oh yeah, where you had to like chuck the explosive canisters at, at it, it, and you know? then I had to shoot its limbs off as it protruded out. That yeah, was fun. That was but the you first. Made it. It was I did make it. Yeah. Dylan was a dick. I hope you listen to this. <laughs> uh, that was the first, and then we also faced the thing that's connected to the hull of the ship, but that's where we're the stationary. Shooting platform that Jake hates so much. I suck at it. Apparently, I read later that the key is is just to shoot everything that's coming down the center and not worry about the extraneous stuff on the sides. Oh, okay, okay. I'm I'm terrible at at, uh, turret sections in Uh, any game. 
Well, not any game. Some of them are easy. But this one, I could not get for the life of me. And when I originally played this game, this was the point I stopped playing for <laughs> a couple years. Oh, just no. because I could not get it. Happens twice. Because it happens when we have to shoot the asteroids because the the asteroid protection thing is down. We gotta get that up. We did that twice, didn't we? The asteroid thing? No. Uh, the, the turret thing, for sure. The, yeah. the second part is with that big Morbus blob thing. <laughs> the, the second big boss we fight, I, 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 I believe, is is that. It's yeah. attached to the outside of the hall and we gotta shoot it off. Yeah. That was slightly less frustrating than the asteroids. But I think you did it anyway. Yeah, I, I, did, I did that yeah. one. Because I think I did, I did the... I did the first turret one first, and I lost. And then, begrudgingly, you had to, you had to do it. You were so mad. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I lost too. And Dylan was the one that had to pull our ass out of the fire. Dylan got it. Dylan, good gamer. Dude, we're a good gamer. Dude, we're a good gamer, Dylan. If you Dylan, listen to this far, you probably won't. Dylan, good gamer. Dylan, good gamer. Dylan, good gamer. Follow his YouTube channel, uh, Dill Pickle. Blah 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 blah. Something. <laughs> he posts uh, first-person shooter uh, content. Where they are dumb. <laughs> There's your plug, Dylan. Now listen to this. You're welcome. Anyway, anyway and then. Uh, so we're on this hellscape planet. Do we want to discuss any the another frustrating point? Absolutely. I think we, we all had is putting the beacon on the asteroid. Oh god. Uh, we all had that issues. So we all times. had issues with that. Um, I was wrong. I will admit I was wrong. Because I thought you could um, stasis the rings. Oh uh, yeah, and be, have, have <laughs> be able to get through. I remember that though, playing it, seems, it the first time. I remember you happened. could you shoot the stasis and it slows it just enough to where you can don't have to worry about it constantly spinning. Yeah, but I remember that, and of course, obviously, we sat and tried it for like six minutes. I don't know why I said six minutes, <laughs> and it just wasn't working. So then we kind of used our brains. We're just like, oh, we hit these things and gotta time it right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was a first. That was all three fun. of us got killed on that thing. Yeah, right? I got I got uh, uh, dismembered by the spinny thingies a couple times. I got close to being able to put the thing on the asteroid, and that's when I either lost oxygen, I got hit by something, and died. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Cause yeah, because I was I was very there. close to I getting think it. And you then... both you both lost oxygen once. I because she was super close. You were even have... you were even closer than she was when you ran out of oxygen. I got I got dismembered by the spinny thing because I timed it wrong, and then you got it back, and then you were able to do it. Uh, yep. It made for a fun puzzle, but I hate timed puzzles. I do know? too. <laughs> I, don't so much. I hate puzzles where a body part stops me from saving my <laughs> life. <laughs> and I think you tried to kine uh, um, yeah kinesis it too, but we just couldn't get a hold on the no because thing. it got everything else. Uh. It focused on everything else. Oh, and a little edit to myself. It wasn't Mercer. It was Dr. Terrence Kine. My bad. I thought it was Mercer. For listeners that want to point that out, I know I'm wrong. Because they will. <laughs> Do your worst. And also, um, talking about, since we're, this, we're, at the, we're at the hellscape, the hellscape uh, planet, um, if you look at all the chapters lined up and take the first letter of each chapter... 
it spells out Nicole is dead. Yeah, very very fun, like, hidden in plain sight spoiler for all. Mm-hmm. And then another thing, as I read, is that um, in the, the levels that spell out dead, a certain key character dies in each of those levels. Very cool little thing to add to that. Hmm. Aegis 7 is the planet we go to. Mm. Aegis 7? Yeah. Not a very elaborate naming convention, really. is it? Well, you gotta, th- you gotta think. <laughs> at this point, because what are we at? 2508? <laughs> yeah. So 500 or 400 and some odd years into the future. You gotta, you gotta know they're seeing planets and being like, oh, that's XY36! And there's XZ74! You know, because they're not gonna be able to n- name everything. Fair enough. It's just gonna be... Especially with this, the way this culture's gone, how it's very much like, this is just a thing I can use. Yeah. So, no real need for artistry or uh, sentimentality. That's Planet Daisy. That's Planet <laughs> You know, it's... Well, I mean, they name every hurricane that comes in with a human name. Yeah, that might yeah. change in the future, though. The Hurricane Seven's coming this way. You know how many names there are in the world? You know how many names it can use... Male and female and gender fluid. Okay, I am just simply saying. I am just simply saying. There is a lot of names. <laughs> Hurricane Rebecca, you know. There's a lot of soft assholes too. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot more hard assholes. Let's be honest. Um, back again on this hellscape planet. <laughs> um, so the new goal back on this planet is we need to get the marker. According to Nicole, because of course Nicole's talking to us, you know, we need to get the marker back, back into the planet, mm-hmm. back to where they, wherever they found it. Plug it back into the bubble. Plug it back into the soft ass. Gotta plug the ass. <laughs> so important. Yeah, good, good plug in there. Nice, good put that nice butt plug back in. Nicole understands the importance of a solid butt plug. <laughs> she does. You really could buy those, like a marker butt plug. I bet you could. I bet you. Oh. I bet. Check out Etsy. I'm going to find me a marker butt plug. Come on, Etsy. Um, so you're this is you're going through the series of doors, and you got to use your kinesis and move all this stuff around. You're facing enemies here and there. I think you, at one point in time you face my arch, my second arch nemesis minus the hunter and those guardians. The thing's uh, yeah. the fucking wall. I had such a hard time seeing because like my eyes anymore and the distance away most of the seats in the living room are from the TV I have such a hard time getting good accuracy on those and it even says right here with six deadly tentacles so you have to shoot six of them sons of bitches and nine times out of ten you're at an angle where you can't see one of the motherfuckers absolutely because you gotta keep space from because if you get too close another tentacle just Swap your head right off. And then, then you also have the little fucking minions that burrs out of its stomach shooting shit at you. Yeah. The little anal polyps. Fucking Christ. Right out of the soft butthole comes anal polyps. <laughs> they shoot Preparation H at you. It's such a gross, visceral, uh, visceral image. Mm. So you're fighting through just to simply put the marker back. That's the whole goal. And you, I think you end up getting to a point where you're just like, fuck, it's back, let's, fuck, we're done, let's go. And then you go, you go to leave into a safe spot, and you get, uh, you get locked into this room. 
And you're just kind of like, what the fuck's going on? And when you turn, you look, and there's Kendra again. Yeah. Taking the marker back. The bitch was back the very next day. I have bad news. There's no dead space butt plug. God. There's not even well, a di- there's not even a dildo. I just found my opening in the marketplace. There is uh lamps and shit and three D printed stuff. Oh, that, that lamp actually looks Yeah, there's this one up here. They they light up. Well, that's a miniature. That's Hold a on. Pretty intricate miniature. Yeah, let me find that. here we go. Oh nice. It lights up. That's pretty oh, cool. That's yeah. pretty sweet. Anyway. Oh it's got a whole platform on the bottom too. Nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yep, yep, yep. Do you want it for $152.17? Oh, not that nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Anyways. So Kendra then takes the marker back out the way you came. You did all that fucking work yeah. just to have her rip it away. This whole this whole series leading up to this, too, is like you got to kinesis it down different paths, different. And all while you're getting attacked, and then doors. Bridges got to go down and up. And isn't this, this is the scene with, you have to turn the power on, and we're in that turbine tube. Oh yeah, because for some reason on a planet there's zero G turbine tubes, but yeah, yeah. you're right. So, and Jake just loved that part, because I died oh in it. God, I hated it so much. Because I mistimed the blades, and I got chopped up into itty bitty bits. Don't do that. Worst thing, we had, ran out of all our good ammo, and I thought, oh, the Ripper sounds like a cool gun. The Ripper was not a cool gun. <laughs> forgot about your Ripper fiasco. <laughs> Fucking fight me, anyone. I forgot about insist it. insist that the Ripper sucks. And so after that, every time I picked up ammo, more fucking Ripper ammo. <laughs> he made the mistake. I mean, it was kind of, you know, diversifying our weaponry. But then when we really needed either plasma cutter or pulse rifle ammo, all we got was Ripper blades. <laughs> God, I was so, so mad It about was that. so bad. Uh, in, in Dead Space 2, the or later that day, I found out I really like the gravity gun. It's kind of like a shotgun almost. That's mm-hmm. pretty sweet. But yeah, fuck the Ripper. Fuck yeah. the Especially Ripper. for like Endgame, because I hadn't put any nodes in it, so it didn't have near enough power. No, because we had we had both the pulse rifle and the plasma cutter pretty. They were filled out, right? Yeah, damn near maxed out, if not maxed out. I think we were only missing like a reload. A reload speed. on one. I think a reload on. Reload on both of them, actually. I think that's all it was. Because I think we focused on damage and capacity. Yeah. Because we, want, we wanted to be able to hold as much and do as much damage. Yeah, that's, mm. that sounds about right. So, but yeah. My, I put it down. My spiel's over. Spiel's it? over. My spiel's over. <laughs> I just love how you like the Ripper. I couldn't figure out. I, I, I tried using it, and I just got confused. So I'm just like, uh... Yeah, because it it holds the blade at like a really weird. It's like it holds it out about three meters from you, but something can get around it and just like fuck your day up while your blade is just spinning uselessly over here. Yeah. (laughs) Well. So then now our goal is to get to Kendra, and you got to find your way out of this room you're trapped in. It's like this cylindrical thing. You remember that part? Yeah, yeah. It's, for some reason, like a glass dome almost. It's, yeah, something, something like that. It's like a giant glass pillar, and then you got to go and you got to go in. And I forget how we get from there to the end scene. I forget like what all happens between that point and that point. Creepy laughter. I don't remember what creepy laughter was, but I remember that. Oh, oh the stinging. Uh, yeah, that was right before my hellscape part of the sliding fucking shit. Yeah, it sure was. <laughs> yeah, I did not like that part. But do we ever find the person singing? No. No. And she, I, 
It might just be in his mind for all we know. Uh, and you can hear it. But see, the thing is, you can hear it getting louder and softer, though. Fair point. Unless we never went in whatever room this person's in. Yeah, I'm not sure if, if they do have someone hiding out somewhere doing the singing. But mm-hmm. even when I played before, I never reminded, remembered running into mm-hmm. someone. Well, I hated that. Gave me the creeps. Yeah, it was very effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, in some way or form, we end up getting back to the platform with the ship. Yeah, the the shuttle thing. The shuttle. She's gonna... the, the shuttle. And this is when we are finally introduced to the main main necromorph. I think baddie. it's called the hive mind in this. Yeah, one? it's the hive. It's the hive mind in this. In the. Oh, yeah. by the way, yours was the Leviathan asshole, soft asshole. Oh. Mine was the slug soft asshole. Uh-huh. And this is the hive mind soft asshole. Okay, gotcha, I gotcha. Oh, so we each killed a major boss. You got Leviathan, yeah. you got, I got slug, the and slug. I got uh, you got the, yeah. the hive mind. Mm. Oh, fucking rock. But the hive mind looked like the mouth part of it at some point. <laughs> Sphincter. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Or when it came out, it also looked like, uh, what are those called? I was thinking of the the bad alien creature from Dreamcatcher. Nope. I was thinking about uh, a really bad version of a stroker. Stroker? <laughs> it's, a, it's a male toy. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, <okay>. Which... It, <laughs> It's a soft asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Very that soft. That wouldn't be an asshole, though, would it? They could make it, it could... an asshole shape. I think, can't they? I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> baby, it's whatever you want. <laughs> Says so right on the tin. Stop it! <laughs> nope. So, yes, and Jake's successfully with it, Ripper in hand. <laughs> <laughs> Was it with just the Ripper? Uh, he, had the, he used had, it a little bit. I did a little bit because I had to, but I think I mainly killed that thing with, with the plasma cutter. Yeah. My my favorite gun. The best gun in the game, I think. Because mm-hmm. you can get the most bang for your buck per shot, and the ammo's pretty ubiquitous, mm-hmm. so I, I love me my plasma cutter. Yep. Yeah. We did so it. So we kill, the, we kill the, the main baddie, and also I guess we kind of missed the part when Kendra tells us to watch... The full video of Nicole, and this is when we, like we mentioned before, we see it's the same spiel as the, the very beginning of the game, but then it adds on, like, what, another 20, 15, 20 seconds? Yeah, not much. Like, we, ju- we just cut it off before the, the part where she takes her life, or really makes it clear that that's what she's doing. Yeah. So, she injects herself with something, and I'm assuming it must be something to do... Something the killer, Something straight the up. Killer. Some space drugs. I, I space so. drugs. <laughs> and another thing, another thing is, is um, one of the audio clips I remember was because um, they're talking about um, these things taking over people, and they need they need your limbs to be attached in order to do it successfully. So you have this audio file of this guy being like, "They can't take you over if you don't have limbs." So he's the audio is him. Saying that and then screaming as he's taking limbs off of himself. And this is one of two moments that I found truly funny in this game because, like, the way he, the voice actor is doing it, 
and the, the atmosphere of the situation, you can tell this is supposed to be serious, but I was busting a gut the entire time. <laughs> That's funny! Like, I just got one more! Go! <laughs> it's so hard. Because it, you're right, it's supposed to come off as serious, but it is just funny! Oh, so, so great. <laughs> and then he, and then Jake had the same um, rough time with the final boss as I had earlier in the game with uh, Soft Asshole Tentacle. Um, oh, he's moving you around yeah, while you're trying to take aim. And the point, and it kind of flips, like, how you're used to aiming while you're walking upright. It flips it when you get grabbed by the ankle and are getting held up by this giant tentacle. It just makes it so fucking hard to fucking aim and shoot. Yeah. Yeah, I almost died. I was so close to death there, remember? Yep. yep. One more pull. You got it. One more pull, I was going into the, the soft asshole. But eventually I shot it and I blew up a tentacle. <laughs> it was pretty sweet. Uh, also, the other funny part happens at this point in the game where we were talking about where you finally see the end of Nicole's video. Because I swung it around because I saw Isaac's character model moving a little bit. And you can actually see him just like shake his head and take his hand and put it up to his head. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so funny because this big dumb mute guy is just like trying to emote through steel and glass. Yeah, and yeah, it does yeah. not work. The uh, uh, video game silent protagonist. Yep. Always. Great for RPGs, not so much in a shooter like this. No. Because at the, at the time we're recording this, I've just been playing High on Life for a bit, another silent, silent protagonist game, and it's 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 just weird, because yeah. it's like, this person has no social consciousness mm -hmm. whenever they enter a situation, so it ends up being funny. I wish they would, like... Your character would reply back to when they're like cussing at you and stuff, and like cuss back at him. Absolutely, like like they did with the second and third one. I yeah, mean, I felt it made it so much better. Yeah, I'm just picturing high on life where the gun swears at you and you just fuck you. Too. <laughs> <laughs> How about you try it? Oh wait, you can't. You don't got fucking legs. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You think you can make this jump? Here, and throws the gun across the gap. <laughs> there, you made it. <laughs> but and we leave the marker right the marker gets marker gets left and yeah. you, you hop on the shuttle after killing this amalgamation of soft assholes yeah because at, at the point where Kendra got killed a few minutes ago we find out that we were not only duped by Kendra but we were duped by fake Nicole because the marker being brought back actually just made it stronger mm -hmm. unless you have hive man, mind to face yeah and so we're just we're just falling for everything. I guess we believe in nothing. Yeah. So we hop on the shuttle, and we take the slow, lonely ride back to who fucking knows where. Isn't there a jump scare? They sure is. <laughs> yeah, because isn't it? It's Nicole. It's Nicole, right? And she's yeah. She just comes out of nowhere. It's like the end of what was it? Sinister, I think. Yeah, it just pops out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, it. I always hate those jumps. <laughs> no, they're never effective, and it just kind of makes the whole scene look that I don't know, feel kind of jokey. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I understand it there. But well, that was yeah, that was Dead Space. I, f I love that game. So, answer the question. Oh, what would you do? Okay, so we are taking it in the context of we are Isaac, uh -huh. correct? Yeah. We are an engineer. Um. What do the best I can. I mean, I'm probably end up dying. I don't know if I'm, I'm as a hard ass 
hard ass is this Isaac, but do the best I can, try to survive, and get the fuck off the ship. Mm-hmm. I would make better decisions. Yeah. <laughs> like, the first opportunity I'm getting, I am going to find a way to make the, uh, the ship's name. Oh, Ishimura. Ishimura uh, crash into the planet with everything on it and escape. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a real good course to do. Like, the first the first way I can do that, with or without Hammond and Kendra, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck those guys. Well, even from the very start, it, it feels really tense on that shuttle. Like, yeah. I just imagine these two have been passive-aggressively passive bickering with each other yeah. the whole flight in. Mm-hmm. So what did you do, Jake? I... Oof. This would be a rough one, because especially the way it attacks you mentally, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you don't have the, the fortitude to deal with those essentially psychic attacks the whole time. Oh, fuck. That's, that's <laughs> the hot, hard part. And also, just the way I am, I usually just try to deal with shit people at work. So mm-hmm. I'd probably still be trying to do my job. But with all that combined, I honestly don't know if I'd be able to make it out. Like, it's a lot stacked against you. Mm-hmm. I think the first time coming across the Hunter would probably kill me. Yeah. I think that's what that was what would do me in. You know what I would do? Hmm. Nope the fuck out. Nope yeah, the fuck out. right away. <laughs> Another thing is I think I would have be having too much fun in zero gravity and then never getting anything done. I think the first signs, <laughs> for me, the first signs of blood or skittering scrittering creatures and pipes or voices or creepy singing I nope <laughs> like okay you guys can do it yourself uh, bye I'm fucking done yep but yeah that's uh, Dead Space everybody hope everybody had uh, fun I know I I can play that game again oh absolutely that's why I immediately jumped into the second one even if it was only for like five hours mm-hmm. it was it's just one of those games where after you finish it you're like yeah I fucking did that <laughs> now I'm going back for more alright yeah, yeah cause we had what probably 10-11 hours in a dead space yeah I would, I'd say so that sounds about right yeah something like that we played two nights and the first night wasn't I said two to two to four hours max. Yeah. Somewhere in there. And I know we played a, a good solid eight that second night. Oh, yeah. We played for a whole night that second oh, yeah. night. It was like a shift of work. I yeah. We, we fucking dug in and did our thing. <laughs> yeah, dug right in. But, yeah. Great. Uh, our listener, why don't you tell us what you'd do? How yeah. would you handle it? Would you die? Would you try to survive? Would you knock the fuck out? Because that's what I would do. <laughs> Get out. 110%. I just, right, I just see me bouncing from wall to wall in one of those anti-grav rooms. <laughs> uh, I don't. I'm not giving a shit about anything. <laughs> Were you the one that ended up with that puzzle? Where, with the zero-G basketball court? I didn't do it, remember? Oh, I right, ran I it. ran in. I ran in, grabbed what I needed to grab, and ran the fuck back out. That's right. Because <laughs> right, there was creatures in there. Because yeah. yeah. I went in there, too, because there was something on the ground. But 
I end up dying, and then you got it because something kept coming at me. So because we, we we were under the first, we just thought we didn't have to do it because it, we thought it was just a mini game because it was just that basketball, just kind of like the shooting range. Yeah. So I ignored it, but then we found out I had to go get it. So I'm just like, this is what I'll fucking do. I'll fucking just run in there. And I'll fucking run right back out. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Love> them guys. Because <laughs> yeah, not only was it the infants, but it was the little, um, the like model black ones that are just like twice as strong mm-hmm. and spongy as the regular infant enemies. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we do. That was an awesome game, Dead Space. Yep. And from us here at Twist Oh well, I guess I should do our other spiel first. Yes. Um we have Facebook page and you can follow us there. The link will be in the description as well as listener support. We'll have that set up and ready to go also link in the description yep. of this podcast recording mm-hmm. uh, have any more recommendations for us um we're tr- um i think the games and movies we're going to be trying to trying to do in this uh with this podcast it's going to be kind of on the scary horror side we may be doing some different ones you know because what we might do Depending on what's going on, we might do something different. Because I know we did, like, 1917, but we did that for Veterans Day. Um, <laughs> I can't really think of anything else that kind of out of the norm for that. Mm, am I the Asshole? Oh, am I the Asshole, but them are just fun. Yeah, they are. And rage-inducing. I think I've decided that when we record those, I need a stiff drink. <laughs> um, but I think that's any more plugs we gotta do? Nope. Is that it? That's I, it. I believe so. Uh, that's it. Uh, well then, all us from here at Twists and Tales. Bye. Bye. <laughs>